In First Chronicles chapter 28, uh, verse number 1, we'll start reading there this morning. You pray for me. I want to try to help you. I want to try to help the church. I want to try to help each individual that's here today. It's no happenstance that you're here. It's no accident that you're here. God has us here together for a purpose and for a reason. Amen. I heard a preacher preach this last night that God has a plan. I'm glad God's got a plan. Amen. I'm glad to be a part of that plan. Amen. I'm glad that whenever God makes a plan, God gives provisions. <laughs> Amen. God never anywhere in the Bible makes a command for you to do something, for anybody to do anything, where He does not provide what is needed for that purpose and for that plan. Amen. And I'm glad God's got provisions for us. I'm glad that He's got a plan for us. I'm glad, thank God, the Bible's full of promises that God gave His children. Amen. I'm about to get warmed up here in just a minute, so you hang in there. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 28, the Bible says in verse number 1, And David assembled all the princes of Israel, princes of the tribes, and captains of the companies that ministered to the king by course, captains over the thousands, captains over the hundreds, and the stewards over all the substance, substance and possession of the king and of his sons with his officers and with the mighty men and with the valiant men unto Jerusalem. Then David the king stood up upon his feet and said, Hear me, my brethren and my people. As for me, I had in my heart, watch this now, I had in my heart to build a house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord and for the footstool of our God and had made ready for the building. David said in verse number uh, 2 that he had it in his heart to, to build a house of God. A man built a temple to put the Ark of the Covenant in. That was in his heart to do. And he began to make things ready. But verse number 3, But God said, Amen, unto me. I'm glad when God butts in. Amen. I, I, I listen, it does all real good to listen whenever God butts in. We might have it in our heart. We might have it in our mind. This is what we want to do. But you better listen to God. Amen. David said, But God said unto me, Thou shalt not build a house for my name, because thou hast... Uh, being a man of war, and had shed blood. Howbeit the Lord God of Israel chose me before all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever. For he hath chosen Judah to be the ruler. And of the house of Judah, the house of my father, and among the sons of my father, he likened me to make me king over all of Israel. And David said, of all the people he could have chosen, he chose me. I'll think about that this morning. I was reading all this verse of Scripture again. Of all the preachers he could have chosen, of all the people he could have chosen, Brother Hoyt, of all the men he could have used, he chose me. Amen. What a blessing that is. That will make a preacher shout. Amen. But all the people that could have been here today to preach your homecoming, God allowed me to be here. And I got up early this morning and said, Dear God, you got to help me because without you I'm absolutely nothing. Amen. Here David said, Of all the people He chose me, made me king over Israel. Verse number 5, All my sons, for the Lord has given me many sons. He has chosen Solomon, my son, to sit upon the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. He said unto me, Solomon, thy son, he shall build my house and my courts. For I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. 
This is not my message, but I want to interject a little something right there. Wouldn't it be a great blessing for God not only to use you, but to use your children? Wouldn't it be a great blessing for God to do something mighty in your child's life? And your grand- y'all mentioned this morning, pray for my children and my grandchildren. Wouldn't it be a great blessing if not only God had blessed you and used you, but God would use your children and bless your grandchildren and put them in the ministry doing something for God? Wouldn't that be a great blessing this morning? We'd shout the victory that God had saw fit to choose our children. Here David said to Solomon, my son. For God said to him, I've chosen him to be my son, and I'll be his father. Moreover, verse 7, I will establish his kingdom forever. Watch this now. I want you to underline this in your Bibles. Verse number 7, If he be constant to do my commandments. God said, I've chosen Solomon, and I want to use Solomon thy son to build my house. I'll be His Father. I'll be His God. I'll establish the kingdom forever if He be constant to do my commandments and my judgments as at this day. Now therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the congregation of the Lord, and in the audience of our God, keep and seek for all the commandments of the Lord your God that ye may possess this good land and leave it for an inheritance for your children after you forever. And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father, and serve, watch this now, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. I want to say this morning, there's a lot of folks that don't have a perfect heart and they don't have a willing mind when it comes to serving the Lord. Amen? Some people's hearts are perverted. Some are messed up. Their thinking's messed up. They're in it for the money. They're in it for the show. They're in it for the popularity. And their mind is not willing to do the will of God, but the will of the flesh. But here God lays it out in Scripture and says, with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. You might want to underline that too. For the Lord searches all hearts, and underlineth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If you think it, God already knows it. Amen. Thought of foolishness is sin, amen. Just the thought. You don't have to perform it. Just to think it, that's sin. God knows all the thoughts, the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou, in verse number 9, if thou seek Him, He will be found of thee. But if thou forsake Him, He will cast thee off forever. Verse number 10, Take heed now, for the Lord hath chosen thee to build a house for the sanctuary. For the sanctuary. And I want you to underline this part in your Bibles, or, or circle it, or whatever you want to do, but be strong and do it. Well, if I can say anything this morning to a Midway Baptist church, it's to be strong and do it. Amen? Have a perfect heart, have a willing mind, and obey God. Amen? And do whatever God's lays in front of you. It may be an awful task. It may be something that looks impossible, but you put your mind to it. Have a willing mind and a willing heart. I want to please the Lord. I want to go with God. I want to see my children saved. I want to see my grandchildren saved. I want to see my aunts and uncles saved, my nieces and cousins. I want to see the whole family saved. And put your mind to it and just do what God says to do. Amen. Preacher, that's easy preaching, but it's hard living. I didn't say it would be easy. God never said it would be easy. God said, I'll never leave you. I'll always be there for you. We find here David was charging Solomon to know the Lord. 
not just to know about Him, which a lot of people know about Him. A lot of religions know about Him. But it's a different situation to know Him personally. Hey man, a lot of people sitting on church pews today know about the Lord. They've heard the stories. They've heard the the, the accounts of, of Jesus, how He was born of a virgin. They've heard how He turned the water into wine. And I like it how they like to twist the Scripture up and say it's okay to drink because Jesus turned water into wine. But they don't know Him on a personal basis. That's why they don't understand that. Amen. But there's a lot of people that don't know Him on a personal basis. They know about Him, but they don't know Him. It's one thing to know about Him, but it's another thing to know Him personally as your Lord, as your Savior, amen, as your Redeemer. As I sung that song, One Day I Will, you can sing it all you want to and it sounds really good, but until I can say that, amen, until I can say that I'll see the Lord, that makes all the difference in the world. David told Solomon, Serve the Lord with all of His heart and all of His mind with a willing mind. Psalms 119, verse number 2. Blessed are they that keep His testimonies and that seek Him with the whole heart. Put your heart into it. You ever heard that? Hey, when it comes to serving the Lord, when it comes to doing anything for God, don't do it half-heartedly. Amen. The Scripture says, as much as lies within you, live peaceably with all men. Amen. Put your heart into it. Do everything you can to live peaceably with all men. And so whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord, heartily as unto... Don't halfway do it. Don't don't mess around with it. Don't put a quarter of your heart in. I mean, put everything you got into what you do for the Lord. Amen. I don't mean to... I'm not trying to brag on my flesh or myself, but whenever I preach, I try to give it everything I got. Amen. Preacher, you holler too much. Well, sit in the back room, you'll still hear me. <laughs> Listen, this is serious. I have a passion for preaching uh, the Bible. Amen. I'm, I have a passion for serving the Lord. I have a passion to see God's people to serve the Lord. And don't go at it half-heartedly. Give it everything you got to. You're missing the blessings of God when you do it half-heartedly. David warned Solomon says, the Lord searches all hearts and understandeth the imaginations of the thoughts. God knows the thoughts and the intent of your heart. Right. Amen. He knows our motives. Right. God knows our motives. Some people go to church and have the wrong motive. Some preachers get behind the pulpit and have the wrong motive. Listen, you don't have to pat me on the back. I don't need it. Amen. If I ain't well pleasing unto the Lord, uh, uh, listen, I don't, I don't need the recognition. I don't, I don't need none of that. I don't, I'm not looking for that. Amen. I'm here to please the Lord. Amen. If God tells me I did a good job, I'm satisfied. Amen. If God don't tell me that, I'm not satisfied. I'm going back to the study room. Amen. Going back to the prayer closet to, until I can be well pleasing unto the Lord. Amen. Many people's motive is wrong. They want to pastor church for the funds. Amen. They want to pass the church for the big money, for the big paycheck, for the parsonage, the pension, and all those peas that you line up through there. Amen. They have the wrong motives. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a parsonage. There's nothing wrong with having some money. Amen. You'll take care of the man of God. Nothing wrong with that. But when the motives is wrong, amen, and there's a lot of them out there like that, their, their motives is wrong. And, and there's a lot of folks that serve the Lord, and God knows the intents of their heart, and God knows their motives. David's motive was right, but it was not the will of God. God knows our innermost thoughts. David also warned Solomon, If thou seek Him, He will be found of thee. <laughs> Hello? If thou seek Him. Amen. Preacher, is that talking to me? Absolutely. If thou seek Him, you can find Him. Amen. 
If thou, boy, God's helping me right there. If thou seek Him, you can find Him. If the little child that understands are lost and undone without Christ, if that little child would seek Him, they'll find Him. Amen. If the drunkard sitting on the bar stool realizes he's on his way to a devil's hell, if that drunkard would seek him, he shall find him. Hey, listen. If the if the drug addict shall seek him, he'll find him. If if those that's out in sin and wayward and, and the Black Lives Matter crowd, if they'll seek the Lord, they'll find him. Amen. Seek him, they'll find him. There's another part of that verse, though. The Bible says, "But if thou." Forsake him. Maha, mama. If thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Well, I can't help but think for the lost individuals that you and I know that have cast him off. They're not seeking the Lord. There's a crowd in our day that's so rebellious. They say, there's not a God. They're so rebellious. Well, they, they talk about his coming. I know Mama and Papa used to talk about it for years and Great-grandma and great-grandpa used to talk about the coming of the Lord and it ain't never happened. And I don't believe that's ever going to take place. And they cast Him off and they don't search and they don't look for Him. And I'm afraid there's coming a day where those lost individuals will be cast off forever. That ought to give us a deeper burden. Amen. Lord, to give us a deeper burden to reach that lost loved one. Hey, listen, those folks that we work around, I, I, listen, I tried to invite them to come to the house of God and, and come be with us and sit in the house of God. And I promised them I won't embarrass them much. Amen. I have one gentleman that tells me, he said, I love to come, but I don't like shaking hands. You Baptists, all y'all ever do is shake hands. I said, I promise you, if you come, I won't let nobody touch your hand. Amen. Probably grab you around the neck and squeeze real hard. <laughs> shake your hand. What an excuse they find. Amen. Just a simple thing is shaking a hand or, or it's too cold at the house of God. Y'all keep the air conditioning turned too, too low or even keep the heat on too or whatever. They're looking for a reason not to seek the Lord. i got to move on. That's not even my message. Solomon would seek the Lord his God throughout his, his reign. David was, was warning him and, and he was in, instructing his son if, if Solomon would listen and he would seek the Lord the entire period as king, as long as he was reigning, that God would be with him and God would bless him. Amen. While some of our families are in such shape today, because some of them have forsook the Lord. Some of them started out on the right foot. Some of them started out serving God. Something happened in the midst. Something happened along the trail. Something happened along the journey. And they forsook God instead of seek the Lord. They let their mind get clouded with all the clutter from the world and all the philosophy of the world. Instead of turning to the Word of God, they listened to Dr. Spock and everybody else. And their mind got cluttered with wicked thoughts and impure thoughts. And the next thing you know, they're not serving the Lord any longer. And they're missing the blessings of God. Amen. David said, if you'll serve Him, if you'll seek Him, and if you'll serve Him, He'll be with you. <laughs> He'll bless you. Amen. Mm. He'll, he'll be with you and He'll bless you. Solomon, if you forsake the Lord, if, you'll, if you forsake Him, He will cast you off forever. You know what happened to Solomon? 
Study the life of Solomon. Solomon forsook the Lord. Didn't heed those wise instructions of a father. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs to seek wisdom, get knowledge, get understanding, and not let it go. And the wise instruction of a father from David to Solomon was, Don't forsake the Lord! Yet Solomon forsook the Lord. I'm trying to bring us to a point here in just a minute. You bear with me, all right? The blessing of God that, that was upon Solomon had now turned to the chastening of God. I don't believe that if you're truly a born-again child of God that you can do wrong, you can sin willfully, and God not deal with you about those sins. That doesn't line up with Scripture. I know there's many folks that have made professions, said they were saved, and still live like they did before. No change. Nothing's changed in their life. They still go to the same place, still do the same thing, still talk the same way. There's no change. There's a, there's a, listen, I'll... So many people talking about don't be judgmental. Don't be. The Bible says judge righteous judgment. Amen. Right. You and I have a responsibility to judge righteous judgment. If they make that profession and there's no fruit in their life, there's no change in their life, they're lost and in their sins and they're going to die and go to a devil's hell. Amen. And the devil has them deceived and the world it just plays right along with that because they don't want to upset nobody. It's our responsibility to tell them. Amen. There's got to be a change. There's got to be a change. And if you're saved and, and you see and God deals with you in those seeds, that's not a great place to be when God has to chasten you. But thank God that God chastens His children. Therefore, I know that I'm one of His because He chastens me when I do wrong. <laughs> Amen. Oh, listen, you have that ugly thought uh, and something goes through your mind, the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you and says, Son, why would you think such a thing? Honey, why would you do that? Why would you say that? And the Holy Ghost begins to work on the inside. We know that we're one of His. Solomon was chastened by the Lord. I know I'm not going to finish this, so I'm going to have to do it some other time, I reckon. But you pray for me. Solomon, 1 Kings chapter 11, verse number 1, the Bible says, But King Solomon loved many strange wives or strange women, together with the daughter of Pharaoh, the women of Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonites, Hittites, of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, You shall not go in unto them, neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their God. That's exactly what happened to Solomon. God says, don't you go that way. told the children of Israel, don't you go after them strange women. And and when He's talking about strange, talking about the pagan nations, those pagan women that worship pagan gods, you stay away from that. Don't you go there. If you go that direction, they'll turn your heart toward their gods away from your God. That's exactly what happened to Solomon. Solomon claimed unto these in love. No doubt they was pretty. Amen. No doubt they was pretty look, pretty good looking. Amen. Y'all know what pretty good looking means. <laughs> Solomon, listen, he, he loved the, the way they looked and probably the way they smelled and, and those things attracted him to that and he began to fall in love or lust. The Bible said he had 700 wives. Lord, help him. <laughs> Lord, he ought to listen. <laughs> 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives, the Bible says, turned away his heart. 
For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after the gods and his heart. Listen now, his heart was not perfect with the Lord, his God, as was the heart of David, his father. What caused Solomon to turn from God? What caused Solomon to start out right and to finish wrong? My friend, I don't want to start out on the right foot and end up wrong. Hey man, I don't want to go down as a preacher that did it wrong. I sent, the, I got two young preacher boys out of my church and both of them are pastoring this morning. One in a, a new church plant, one in, in Stonewall. Both of them are pastoring this morning. Every Sunday morning I try to send them an encouraging message. Hey Amen. And I sent them both a message this morning. I said, I want you boys to know. I want to go out with a bang. Amen. I know it's going to be hard today. The devil's going to fight. The flesh is going to fight. Everything's not going to go the way you want it to. But stay in the fight. Amen. And don't give up on God. I want to go out to finishing right and doing great things for God. Amen. Both of them texted me back and said, Amen, preacher, we do too. And I help you this morning. Somebody's watching your life. They know you started out right. They know you started out serving the Lord. You can't quit. Hey, but you got to finish. Them grandbabies are watching. Them children are watching. Aunts and uncles and everybody around you is watching. They saw you, amen, start right. And you started in the right direction. You cannot turn from what you know to be right. They're watching you. The blessings of God upon your life. Follow God. Scripture says in 1 Kings that Solomon's heart was turned away. In the Bible, the word heart is the term that is, that is uh, used for the center of man's attention, man's emotions, and man's will. Man thinks with his heart. Genesis chapter 6, verse number 5, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Man thinks with his heart. Man understands with his heart. Somebody goes out and commit murder. You know what? They don't just run out of the house and go commit. Well, maybe. I don't know. And nowadays, I don't know if I can say that or not. <laughs> they don't normally, put it that way, go out and say, I'm going to go commit murder. They don't do that. They think about it. It gets in their heart. And they begin to devise a plan and how they're going to work all that out and how they're going to get away with it. Amen? So the, the heart the man thinks with his heart, he understands with his heart according to the Scripture, Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 2, so that they incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply in thy heart to understanding. Man devises his way with his heart. Man meditates with his heart. Man considers with his heart. Man purposes with his heart. He takes counsel with his heart. He reasons with his heart. He desires with his heart. His heart has intents and from the heart proceed all the actions and the motivations of man. Scripture says in the Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So is he. I'm glad that... I'm glad we can have a testimony. Amen. And I said, people are watching us, people are looking at us. I had a little situation the other day at at work. and It's one of those situations that just aggravates the stuffings out of you. Things just didn't go the way I wanted to. I was working on one of those raggedy things and it just didn't come together like I thought it should. And I was just aggravated. Y'all ever get aggravated? I just got aggravated. I just want to go home, put all the tools back in the truck and just go to the house. I was explaining that to one of my coworkers, a couple of them, three of them, standing around. I was kind of sharing some things with them, what was going on and how aggravating it was. 
One of them looked at me and said, boy, I bet you had some words come to your mind, didn't you? I didn't have to say a word. One of my coworkers standing next to me he said, no, sir, I promise you that young man right there, he didn't have no words like it come to his mind. Amen. I, I, listen, I'm not bragging on myself. I'm just saying they're watching us. And they saw, they know, I don't think that way. Amen. And somebody spoke up for him and said, hey, he don't think like that. You ought to be ashamed of yourself for thinking such a thing. <laughs> Amen. They had those thoughts. Hey, God knows the thoughts. God knows the intent of the heart. My soul, I don't want to have to, to, to stand before the Lord and have to beg and plead God to forgive me for the wicked words that come across my mind. Learn a new language if you can't speak the right one. Amen. Pastor once told me years ago, older pastor, bless his heart's in glory now, said, son, if you've got to use slang words and the words of the world, you don't know how to talk. I'm just saying. That's good, good information. Why does it matter what I say? Because people are watching you. People are listening to you. you can't, hey, the Bible says that sweet water and bitter water do not come from the same fountain. Amen. You can't cuss on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, go to church on Wednesday night and think, oh, how I love Jesus, and go back and cuss and, and tell dirty jokes on Thursday and Friday and Saturday and go back to church on Sunday and get up in the choir and sing the blessings of the Lord. Hey, that just doesn't mix. You've got to seek Him with all your heart. God knows your heart. God knows your heart. The importance is of the thought life. Often... We're often not what we think we are. But we're always what we think. Hello? Is that good? We're not what we think we are. But we are what we think. It's very important to control our thought life. If we don't control our thought life, we don't control our life. Boy, that's good stuff right there, isn't it? Amen. David said to Solomon, Son, if you'll seek the Lord, if you'll follow Him, He'll bless you. But if you forsake Him, if you forsake Him, He'll cast you off. Solomon went from, from having the blessings of God to being under the chastening of the Lord because he disobeyed. In our thought life, what happened to Solomon was he got the thinking that it would be okay. When God said, no, it's not okay. Well, that's where a lot of people are in our day. They think that it'll be okay. But God says, no, it's not okay. I have witnessed to several people. I, I, can, I can name names. I can, I can count on my hands and feet. I'll tell you the people I've witnessed to. And they say, preacher, I'm, I'm a good person. I don't commit murder. I don't steal I've never stole a thing in my life. I obeyed my parents when I was young. I've got good credit. God don't care about your credit score. Well, you ought to have a good credit score if you're a Christian, amen. You ought to, be, you ought to keep your word and pay your bills. Moving on. That, that's, not, that's not the issue when it comes to being saved. But they, they say, well, I'm good. I, I have not done all these things. Well, God doesn't say being good gets you there. God doesn't say that having a big bank account gets you into glory. Amen. Can't buy your way in. Can't lie your way in. Can't steal your way in. Amen. What does it take? It takes being obedient to the Word of God. Amen. What God says is what goes. Many folks I've tried to talk to and witness to, they always have those excuses. I'll say this to us this morning. If we 
feed material into our mind, things that come into our mind that produces evil thoughts, those evil thoughts will soon cause you to lose control of your thought life. If we feed our mind with, with evil thoughts, it will soon produce evil thoughts in our mind and in our life, and then we'll lose control. The, the Scripture teaches us to love the Lord thy God with all of our heart, soul, and our mind. Amen. Our mind has to be controlled of the Lord. What comes into the mind is what comes out in our life. What you set before your eyes in the television said it affects your mind. Amen? Yeah. That's why so many of the young people are on those uh, video games and arcade games and they're doing all that wickedness and killing and, and they go out into the world and they do it and they don't have no conscience of what they're doing. Because their mind, they've lost control of it. Their mind thinks that's okay. Well, I did it on the TV. What's your problem? They don't have no control. They've lost it. There's, there's many of, of people in our day, they've, they've lost control of their mind because so much wickedness comes into the, to the eye gate. And then there's the ears that, that things come into the ears and they hear such wickedness and ungodliness and they, they let that mess come into their mind. And I promise you, if it comes in through the eyes or through the ears or however it gets in there, if you don't get it out, it will surface. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If you don't cleanse that mind, get that mess out of it, it'll surface. I know some men that say they love rock music. I got some guys that I work with that say they're saved. And I'm telling you, they listen to some of the wickedest, ungodliest mess I've ever heard. I can't believe somebody would take a guitar and make such ungodly noise out of it. Amen. And they love that stuff. They'll crank it up until I walk into the room. And boys, we got two choices. You're either going to cut it off or I'm throwing it out the door. One or the other. That's just the way it's going to be. Well, naturally, they... they, they Respect the preacher, and they go over and cut that mess off. But I can't understand how they can listen to such ungodliness, and I don't know what they're saying. It sounds like the devil on the radio. Yeah. I mean, it's just to making all kinds of noises and groanings and growlings, and I mean, just wicked, ungodly mess. Listen, that stuff gets in your ears. You be careful with that. Preacher, I don't listen to that. You might not do it on purpose. You be careful what you hear. Hey man, you put some earplugs in if that mess is going on. You can't get it. Be careful with that. What goes into the mind it comes out in your life. Listen, God, God never, God never. I said this a while. We want to say it again. God never gives a command that He does not make provisions for us to do that command. And He says in that first and greatest commandment to love the Lord thy God which is Jehovah God. Love Him. Everything you got. Every bit of your being. Your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Love Him. Preacher, that means I'm going to have to give up some. Love Him. I promise you, there ain't nothing this world has that's any better than what God has for you. <laughs> Amen. Preacher, I might have to give up my job. Ain't nothing this world has that's any better than what God's got for you. Amen. I'm about to preach right there. Amen. There ain't nothing that, that the world has that the flesh wants. There's nothing that's any better than what God has. I may have to move. I may have to disown some folks that I know. 
Hey, I've been disowned by several. Amen. Don't bother me. I lost a bunch of friends when I got saved. So-called friends. Thought they was my friend. Hey, listen, I want to walk with the Lord and they didn't want to walk with me. I said, that's all right. I got a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. Hallelujah. Now, he'll be there with me all the way. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. And what a friend he has been. Hey, Amen. I might have to give up some things. I might have to give up some things. Maybe some habits I might have to give up. Hello? Maybe some habits going to have to give up. Amen. Might have to quit watching them soap operas. Oh, preacher, you didn't have to go there, did you? If it's messing with your thought life, you need to get rid of it. The grass ain't always greener on the other side of the fence. Ask the cow, he'll tell you. After he sticks the bob wire in his neck, amen. It ain't as green as it looked. Our thought life is vitally important. The Bible says in Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any. Listen, the Scripture says, See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way. That is everlasting. Yeah. Oh, what a prayer. Yeah. What a prayer to pray. On this homecoming Sunday, if we get on the altar and get along with God and say, God, would you search my heart? I'm not worried about everybody else. I'm not worried about Brother Thurman and Brother W.R. I'm not worried about Brother... I'm worried about my heart. God, would you search my heart and try me and know if there's any... Wicked ways in me. Reveal that to me. Show me my wicked ways. And lead me in the path of everlasting. Can I help us this morning? Listen, I'm trying to be as quick as I can. But if we'll pray that prayer and God will reveal to us the, the thing that's in our life that's hindering our walk with Him, if we'll pray that prayer and we'll do everything within us to get on that path that leads to everlasting and the Father of the Lord, God didn't say it would be easy, but He said, I will be there with you. Amen. If you'll forsake those things, I'll lead you. I'll help you. I'll give you somebody that'll be there with you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll give you a pastor. I'll give you a teacher. That's good stuff right there. Amen. Which are gifts to the church. Amen. I'll give you a pastor. I'll give you teachers. Hey, I'll give you some evangelists that'll come in and preach to you. That'll help you. Amen. And I'll top it all off and give us the precious Word of God. What else do we need if we have that? I'm done with this. I promise. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 and 6. Casting down imaginations. You ever had a thought? You ever imagined something that you wish you hadn't imagined? Now, there's times I, I, I've had thoughts enter my mind. I, I really hate that they enter my mind. But I'm made out of flesh and bone. God made me. That's the way He made me. I can't control that. There's times I'm laying in the bed at night and things I used to, to think whenever I was a teenager, things I used to do as a teenager, rebellious teenager, those thoughts would enter my mind. And I say, Lord, why in the world did that ever come to mind? I wasn't thinking that. Father's thing from my imagination, but there it is. There's been times in your life and my life we've had some, some vain imaginations. 
I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, Lord, help me this morning. I'm trying to be as sweet as I can. But there's husbands that, that have a vain imagination about another lady that maybe they work with or somebody they know. They have this vain imagination that maybe that grass is greener. Hey, there's, 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 mm, there's, there's wives, there's spouses, there's, there's ladies that, that see this guy and they have this vain imagination that maybe he's a better guy. Maybe he works harder. Maybe he's got more money. I mean, just go ahead and tell you, just because the dude's got money don't make it right with God. Amen. Amen. And just because she's got money don't make it right with God. Either. Amen. That's good preaching. Now, listen, that, that's a vain imagination. There's been many a pastor that's run off with a piano players, many a deacon that's run off with Sunday school teachers and, and all that corrupt mess in the house of God Amen. because of vain imaginations. And the Bible tells the believer, the born-again child of God, to cast down every vain imagination. Amen. Cast it down. Get it out of your mind. Cleanse your mind. Cast down those imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. If it goes against God, dismiss it. Amen? If it goes against God, dismiss it. And the Scripture says, And bring it into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought to the obedience of Christ and have it in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. When your obedience is fulfilled, get a hold of your mind. Get a hold of it. This thing ain't over. Amen? <laughs> Y'all with me? Whoop. This thing ain't over yet. Jesus is coming soon. Ain't going to be long. But it's not over with yet. It's not over with. We still got to, we still got to work to do. There's still souls to be saved. There's missionaries that need to get to the field. There's, there's churches that's got to be built. There's some that's got to be repaired. There's work to be done. We don't have time to have these vain imaginations and losing control of our lives. There's enough of that. <laughs> Let me just go over and testify and tell you, there's enough of that. There's a, there's a big enough crowd out there that's lost their mind that don't want to follow God, have nothing to do. We don't have time to follow that crowd. I just want to go with God. Amen. We need to make our mind. Amen. We're going to go cast down those imaginations and everything, bring it into captivity. Amen. Get a hold of it. Gird up the loins of your mind, the Scripture says. Get a hold of it. If Solomon had done that, he'd have the blessings of God. Amen. But he missed. Paul said, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. Think about your wife. Amen. Think about your husband. Amen. Whatsoever things are lovely. Think about your grandbabies. Amen. Think about your children. Whatsoever things are lovely. Amen. The beautiful sunshine we saw this. Boy, wasn't that lovely? Think on those things. Amen. Whatsoever things are of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Preacher, I don't know what to do when I have those bad thoughts. I'll tell you what the Bible says do. The Bible says get it out of there. How do I do that? Pick up the Word of God. Amen. Pick up your Bible. Well, I don't have my Bible with me. Pick up your cell phone. If you got an app. <laughs> if, well, I don't have that with me. Well, have you ever read the Bible? Do you have a verse of Scripture that maybe you've memorized? Everybody would have a life verse. Everybody needs a life verse. Why do I need that? Because there's going to be times when something enters your mind... You need to get it out of there. Amen. How do I do that? Remember that verse. Remember that verse. He that dwelleth in my life. Verse of Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place. of oh, the Most High. Whoop. Amen. 
whenever those thoughts come into my mind, I, I think of my life verse. He that dwelleth in the secret place. And immediately my mind goes to the secret place. And I begin to talk to the Lord. Please, Lord, forgive me for that. Help me to cleanse my mind that my life is well-pleasing. Not only in the sight of the Lord, but those around me. Amen. Our thought life. i got to quit. I've got six points and ain't got two of them. But that's all right. I don't even have a point. Most of the time there's three points in a poem. I didn't even get to the points or the point. <laughs> Listen. It's, it's not about the points or the point. It's about your life. It's about my life. Preacher, I might have to lose my I might have to give us some friends. So I promise you God will give you some better ones. I can testify to that. God will give you some better ones. Those that hang around the bar stool, those that hang around all the wickedness of the world. I, listen, I don't want to hang around that crowd. I want to be around somebody that's going to be an inspiration to me. That's going to encourage me. That's going to help me be obedient to the Lord. Amen. Amen. There may be some things in your life that God singled out already this morning that spoke to you. Something in your thought life that's hindered your walk. I don't have no idea what the Lord has spoke to you about. But I do know this. God gave me this message for a reason. Amen. Midway Baptist Church, you hear me? Hear me well. Cast down every wicked imagination. Get into captivity of those thoughts that is against the knowledge of God. Listen, follow that which is true, that which is pure, that which is honest, that which is lovely, that which is of a good report. You listen to that. You follow God, and God will bless this church. And God will bless your life.